Woo! This is the Zero Hour. Your co-host, Mark Fiertz. And Christine Chapman, your host. Welcome. Hostess with the mostess. In the (laughs) studio, we have Mr. Michael Peschler. Say hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. That's right. Pesh, as he is affectionately referred to by me and others. Does anyone else call you? Does everyone call you Pesh? I mean, that's been my nickname, my dad's nickname, growing up in New Jersey, moving up to here, going to college. I never told anybody, but it was they always just, Pesh. They just said Pesh. You just made it easy, I guess. You know, dude, and you just made it easy for me. Guess what, y'all? Jersey in the house. In the house. What you gonna do? Go AWOL. <laughs> and is it is it North Jersey? Yeah, North Jersey, Bergen County. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So when I first met Pesh, uh, I heard it in his in his in his accent. Like he's got a you know, he's dude. If you ever get to meet this Viking of a person, <laughs> uh six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds of Viking, right? Uh, he's got yeah. You hear you hear the jersey, and until he said it the first time we met, I was like, motherfucker. That's right. I knew you were from Jersey, and, he, <laughs> and he's humble because, as everyone knows, yes, I'm from Strong Island, but uh, went to high school in Bergen County as well in Fort Lee. Where yep. were you? Uh, I went to St. Joe's in Montvale. Oh, in that's there. right. So Washington Township, which is that's Westwood, right. Ridgewood, Paramus area. Yeah, what is that? Better known. Route 4 to 17? Yes, Ish. exactly. Yes. Stomping grounds, you know. There you go. As they fist bump each other, I will tell you. There should be video in here. I know. This, at, is, a, at some point. this is a good oh, yeah. one. Yes. I'll come back for that. So I wanted to introduce how I got to meet Pesh. I ended up in his gym one day looking for an opportunity to get strong and started going to work out with him like there was a time when I was there like six days a week, right? Yeah, you, you took I was advantage committed, of that unlimited man. package. Yes, <laughs> absolutely I did. I, I like lived at the gym. Um, and you were like a life-changing, like all fucking day, all bring fucking your best day. self yep. to everything, right? It was an unbelievable experience. So- you have to speak about AST and, what's and wait, what's AST? Oh, the name of the gym. strength yeah. training. Sorry, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Before we speak of, of, of AST, can we can we talk about the Viking to our to our sure. know, in, in, in our sure. company? So, um, as a youth, yep. right? As a youth from New Jersey, he came to Hopkinton, and I can't still cannot pronounce <laughs> the name of the city. Like, I, I call I it hop, I call it H. H. Um, <laughs> can you talk to us, like, the genesis of who you were and who you are becoming and what you're doing to others to build their self-worth, right? So you're 16, boom, you're in Jersey, what happens? So uh, we went out to dinner with the family, and this is – Right around when football season started. And going into my sophomore year of high school, like I said, one of the best high school football teams in the country. In Bergen County. In Bergen County. St. Yeah. Joe's top yeah. 25 team yeah. and, wow. and all that. Yeah. And, um, you know, looking forward to the future of what that was. And my dad basically sat us down. I think it was a Charlie Browns back then. And he sat us down for dinner and basically said he got an offer – he couldn't refuse, and, and we're going to move to Massachusetts. Which, like in how long? Um, so he started – this might have been a little bit early before football season because he was living up back and forth. He would come up to Boston for a week and come back to the Jersey for the weekend. And even even when yeah, – my dad grew up in New York City, Queens. Um, yep. Represent. Uh, absolutely. It was a stretch for him to move from New York City to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And once he knew – like I was coming – basically, or the plan was there, they decided to move. So his friend, and my dad actually played a year of college. Hang on, hang on, dude. I'm like an attorney. I got lots of questions. Okay. And and like I'm leading a witness. So you're at Charlie Brown's, right? You got your mom, you got your dad. Do you have brothers? I got a younger brother. You got a younger brother. Was it like an E.F. Hutton commercial when the record just scratched? Like, ah, we're going to where? Yeah, like, pretty much. I mean, it was it was a shock. I, I mean, 
Like, we all love the town that we grew up in in New Jersey. My dad still talks highly of it, and uh, right. yeah, knowing you know I had all my friends, and 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 you know it was a good situation there. But part of me was uh, happy about having a new start, okay, and okay. having something you know in, in a way, and you Dude. know almost almost reinventing myself in a way. Um, Nothing wrong with that, man. I do it every other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You kind of have to, right? We all do. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, at that point, it was what it was, you know? Like, uh, there was nothing I could do. You know, right. I mean, one of the coaches <laughs> went to my dad, well, he can live with me and, and, and you yeah. know, you still play here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then my dad was like, no. Nah. Dude, when you, were, when you were 16, you were still the size, the height you are, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were, you, were you smaller weight wise? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I weighed, but I know I went into high school like this height, 6'4, like 185 pounds. For our listening audience, I am six foot one, and I look up to this dude, and it's like Jesus, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, if I was six foot four, two forty, I would also be a D one. Oh, did I let that go? Uh, a football player, yeah, right. Um, all right, continue, man. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even even back to that, my my when my dad got the offer, he's like, Boston. When am I? When am I going to go to Boston? But as history has it, here we are. So yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, Situation, especially with sports, where I went being like an average fish in a big pond to a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Right. And <clears throat> I brought that Jersey attitude with me. I didn't know what was going to go you on. You have it now, yeah. the Jersey yeah. attitude. Dude, I hear it. I yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 But it's like one of those things where you see the movies and like, am I going to get in fights? Like, what's going to go on? You know right. what I mean? And, and and all that. So, you know, luckily for me, it was easy to make friends because of sports. Um and, you know, it started halfway through the basketball season that winter break because it was winter break of sophomore year that we moved. So I played like one game, uh, JV, then moved up to varsity and we had some good teams. And For basketball? There was, yeah. There was, probably, wow. there was probably three guys on the team taller than me. One guy shorter than me height-wise, but his wingspan was even longer than mine. So yeah, right. yeah. arms up in the air and, and he was taller than me. Um, you know, so I played basketball, baseball, football in, wow. in, in there. Yeah. So, so you were a three sport varsity athlete. Yep. Graduating. Yeah. Damn, okay. dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't wow. Know three sports in varsity. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah, I mean, That's impressive. I feel like it was more normal back then uh, to have more of that. I could be wrong, but a lot of my friends played three sports okay. back in the day. Okay. Um, my, my kid plays hockey, and that's all I can keep up with. Oh, and, my goodness. And, yeah. And or afford, right? Yeah. Well, she she's going to states for track. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you are in high school, big fish suddenly in Hopkinton, and I know where you end up going to college because I know your story. But tell us, you end up making the choice to go play football. football yep, right? that was that was my dream, and it was D one. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, Sacred Heart. I ended up at Sacred Heart, which is. You know, one of the smaller D1 schools, but it still is. And, and yeah. it was a good team, and, and we did well there. Um, did, you, did you say, and I'm recanting our prep, did you say you had a walk-on invite from Northeastern? Yes, I had a chance to walk on there. What, is that, what does that mean? Like, does well, walk, walk as on? far as earning a scholarship would go. So we can, like, give you, you know, try out for the team. If, you you know, they liked you, they keep you around. Okay. And right. also, you know, maybe to get some, some money for, for to go to school. Right. Um, I don't think Northeastern made their football team too much longer after okay. that. And right. so it was probably a good decision not, not to, go to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what brought me to Sacred Heart was the coach. He was he was amazing and uh, someone I really wanted to play for. And most of the people that we went there for to play football, that was their reason too. Play yeah. for the coach. Yeah. To play, play for, for the, the coach. coach. And isn't that for a lot of athletes a, a really, really important thing? I know that, you know, in the work that I do as a college counselor – Oftentimes, it doesn't always amount to the best possible school. It really is that connection with the coach and how the student feels about the, the sport, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the, the best coaches I have are the coaches I want to play for. But not only that, looking back at it now, and you don't realize this, I don't think, as a high schooler, what these coaches can do for you for life, not just the sport. When so. You, can do and also cannot do. Correct. Right. Yes. Yes. So I think th this is this is part of your like life story, right? Or you're part of your zero moment hour 
of connecting with people that put you, you know, put you in a place of positive, you know, mental energy and, and, and support. But they can also, they could also have the opposite effect, right? Right. Of right. For sure. Messing you up a little bit, right? For sure. For sure. I mean, uh, it, it was a, a beautiful um, transition from all the different levels I played at to the different coaches and, right. and, and finding the ones like when I, you know, after I didn't do well in high school for grade wise, I, I, okay. I just didn't like, it was all effort hundred percent. Um, and I went to your bridge and Academy and one of our line coaches there was, this, you know, he was a mean one, but also one you could talk to and, uh, he would tell his story. So it was like, he was tough on you. For yeah. sure, mm-hmm. yeah. but he appreciated the the good work, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I remember the one time this kid came in. He was in our our class, and you know he was he was a lineman, but like you know not that great. And he he started throwing up, and he was like, "Woo!" Like trying to celebrate. And our coach, "Hey, knock that off! Were you celebrating? You know, throwing up? Like you know, this is you yeah. know, like get yeah. your shit together and and let's go." And and he unfortunately a few years after because. I think that was once I do remember this at, at graduation and, and at Bridgeton, like I was telling you in the pre-interview, like I had to play offensive line both ways right? Uh, because we didn't have enough linemen and we went all receivers even though I was a tight end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- th- this coach or one of the, some of the coaches, they gave me some kind of, I forget what it was exactly, some kind of award basically because I, you know, went and played line. And I remember, and this was when I was much more shy and quiet. I remember, like, graduation time, just kind of staring at him and, like, you know, like, he was looking at me and, like, just kind of gave a nod. And it's one of those things I regret not going to talk to him because he, a few years later he passed away. Oh, that's um, so hard. The, the, the kid? No, the coach. No, the coach. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he was a hard ass, but, like, one that you can respect. Like so. like a salt of the earth type of guy. Like he genuinely yeah. cares. Yes. And he's going to ask you for all the effort. And he's and gonna, it's not always going to be nice about it, but right. you know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know where you stand for sure. Yeah. So, Pesh, when, when you – I'm taking it back a step. When you were 16 and you came to Mass, you came to Hop, um, came in a little cocky, right? Uh, I don't, well, I guess we can ask the people I went to school with, but I think I was more confident, uh, maybe a little cocky, but I would say from my perspective, it wasn't cocky to the people in the school, to the league (laughs) that I played against. I would say, you know, and I didn't speak much, but I just, you know, I played hard and, 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 and I had that. You know, like I said, I brought that Jersey edge and shown what Jersey sports is about. And and it was much more the pride, perhaps, yeah. in the Jersey training that you received. That you, yeah, I mean, like... Maybe that was what it was? Yeah, I would say so because, you know, sophomore year down there, you're the practice squad for the varsity. And those guys are going... Some of those guys yeah. are going big D1 schools. And they're just beating the shit out of you all day. Because they got the beat shit beat out of them at one point, too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I, don't, I, I was good down there, but I don't think I knew how good I could be yeah. you know what I mean and you know I just I think that move helped me I don't know helped me kind of get the confidence and you know fuck it let me just go and, so and, that's, and do it so that's where I'm going with this yeah. and I, th- I think you know that so if our listening crew could see this Viking <laughs> they they wouldn't think about what we're about to talk about could be, could be a thing right so self confidence yeah. is a thing Right. It's, you know, part of who we are. So Christine and I and the three of us spoke about the iceberg theory, which is above the water is the very tip of the iceberg. And what do you see? You see this North Jersey attitude. Forget about it. Right. (laughs) But beneath that, we see self-confidence issues. We see family. We see girlfriends, boyfriends, misogats, as my Jewish mom likes to say. Yes. Right. So. To see Pesh, you would never think that that was an issue, right? right? That right. any of that was an issue. Yeah. And when you first said it to me, I was like, damn, I go, really, dude? I go, look at you, big yeah. fucking hulking man, right? And no, I'm not attracted to you. <laughs> but, <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> but it, it, it goes to show how 
the book and the cover sometimes don't match, right? Right. You know, like 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 the text and the cover photo don't always kind of uh, cohabitate or, or commingle. So, Pesh, talk to us a little bit about not struggling is the right word with with self confidence, but the story it, behind the man, correct? Yeah, but yeah. it's it's gotten you to where you are today, which is a much different person, right? And what you're doing with people to help them with that, building not only muscle, but building fucking people, right? Building people, building and inner strength as you're a result a of... people builder, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so take me back a little bit on, on the confidence issues, and, and you, know, you kind of alluded to it with, hey, I could have been doing more, right? I could have... Uh, could, and, and effort is like a theme in your story as well and how you talk to your kids about just give it your best effort right yeah. so on you my man yeah yeah i mean where that all stems from i don't know between you know the way we were raised or the community we grew up in you know like north jersey is a very machismo area and all that stuff and and or the athletic in the reality. athletic reality yeah yeah and you know even with girls like i didn't have a girlfriend through high school or college and, and I can't uh, even believe that you're so handsome <laughs> thank you you are it's like it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those things when I would just I just had a very bad inner narrative like whatever I would say would be wrong not only with 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 girls but like anything I would say would be wrong or not funny enough or not okay good so what enough. do you mean by inner narrative like in your so you something would come out of your mouth and you'd be like oh that was stupid. I wouldn't even get to my mouth <laughs> you know what I mean like maybe so it you, did at some point about it and you'd be like no nah, i'm not gonna say yeah it. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. just because you know even fear of being made fun of even though half the time you get made fun of by your friend i mean most of the time you get made fun of by your friends it's a very good thing yes. you know yeah. you have yes. friends you bust balls and, yes. and do yes. that and you know there's just something in me that was worried about that or you know whatever it was i i don't 100 percent know but i knew I missed out on a lot of things because of it. So were you an introvert? Would you Very categorize much. yourself I, I an introvert now? Really? I would still, for the most part, categorize myself as an introvert, but I not call, nearly. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can see that. I feel like there's like a real thoughtful, sensitive. You know, you have a thoughtful, sensitive side, but. You're not talking about me. No, no, but <laughs> you're, you're very extroverted, but, but I can see Mike having seen him in a work context and having seen him interact, like, I feel like you probably are kind of like me in that you are an extroverted introvert. Like, deep yeah. down inside, you're an introvert, but you can turn on the extrovert. Yes, right? yeah, I believe so. Yeah, And you're I comfortable mean... with that, especially if it's work-oriented. <clears throat> right. Right? Like, work-wise, I know I'm on. I can be as on. But generally speaking, when I think about my personal life, I have a solid inner core and... Don't go beyond that, you know? Back to Pesh. Sorry. That's all good. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Pesh. No, it's all good. And it's, it's um, you know, it, it took it took a lot of time to get there, you know? Yes. And And it, it, between, I mean, even through college, you know, I did well. I could have done better. Um, and it took, you know, I think one of the biggest steps was finally having the balls to start the gym in the first place. Okay, so that's the story, right? Yeah. That's the zero hour, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so you went off to Fidelity after yes. Sacred Heart? Yep. Um, and how many years at Fidelity? Where did you get to that? Or when did you get to that place where you were like, fuck this, I'm opening my vision? Yeah, I'm yeah pursuing I mean. It. The whole, I mean, right out of college, my dad worked at Fidelity and I would do internships there. And I still had no clue what I wanted to do. You know, I, I studied sports management in college only because it had the word sports in it. You know, mm -hmm. I had no idea. And um, so I just, you know, he's like, you can get this job and I'll, and I'll do it. Right. So I started doing it and, and worked there for uh, five, six years, something like that. Um, and even before that, like, the regret of not giving everything I had to my football career and just kind of most of the stuff that I did was just based on, you know, what I had available to me, you know, not what I worked for, right? So I obviously I worked in camp. I, I had all this experience playing football and all that. But, you know, going towards my, my senior year and, and, and when that was done, I was like, man, I, I could have done so much more. I was too worried about partying and, so and all that stuff. Like, like, there's a new thread, like regret, yeah. right? Like, so 
I try to live a life by saying no regrets, right? Like no shoulda, coulda, woulda. You'll hear me say that like every time I can. Um, and that's interesting because it's like this hindsight being twenty twenty. So you're 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 twenty two. You get out of college. You got this misogats going on. Regret, yep. right? And you're like, all right. Well, the natural next step is well, my dad got me a gig. At where he works. Yeah. Okay. It pays money. Okay. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to drown out for a portion of time what I really want to do. The misogots. Right. right? Yeah. The misogots. The BS. The everything below the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Right. And because corporate America says I'm supposed to go into a corporate job and my dad was successful and he did it. I'll be equally as successful and this is what all my friends are doing. Right. Right. But that really wasn't where you were, like, in your head. And let me ask you, you're, are you struggling with, like, what should I be doing? Um, because I know there is a moment when you turn 26, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> how long were you struggling with that for? Like, how long were you just like, I fucking hate this? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it also goes Back to right after college when I started, you know, digging into training and, and going to the gym yes. that I went to in Everett um, and, and got personal training there and learned a lot and signed up for a couple combines and, and like with gobbling up information about training. It was my new passion, my first passion besides sports, I could say, right? Mm-hmm. So I had that in, in my head and I gave it efforts, but I knew it was just too little too late. And yeah. and then, you know, I continued to train, but then I also started doing this work. And, and one of the guys that's influenced me for years, this guy, Joe DeFranco, that uh, is a trainer himself and, and, and was got tumors in his spine and was getting looks at by the serious Division One colleges yeah. and wanted to go to the NFL, but he couldn't because of that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he always says you know, if I couldn't get there, I can help people get there. Right. And mm-hmm. I kind of took that and made my own way, like not necessarily getting to the NFL, but like, you know, I I don't want to, I want to help people not have the regrets I had going mm-hmm. through it. So as I'm working at Fidelity and, and doing this on the technology side and, you know, getting my stuff done, but, you know. It, your head is elsewhere. Your passion, my head is, Your yeah. passion's elsewhere. Your, you, you know, you mentioned it earlier, you're, you're reading, you're I don't know what a combine is, but it sounds fun. Yeah. Um, but you're uh, you're following an ultimate goal. Maybe you didn't know it was an ultimate goal at the time, but it helped you. It, it was it was a means to fidelity was a means to an end, right? right? Um, and it helped you get to the place where you are today, right? Right. right. Which is uh, personal training uh, and not even to personal training is like not even what it is it is like fucking it's like wellness coaching it's life coaching on many levels i think it's so interconnected yeah yeah that yeah, like it's it 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 makes you more successful right yeah it's right like, uh, if you're clear in your body yeah. you're clear in your head yeah i mean i think for me i don't have any general uh, label for myself like a, a like a life coach or anything like that it's just like i want to show people what you know, lifting weights and, and moving daily and, and stretching, what that can do for your mind, your body, your soul, yeah. your health. I mean, yep. I think that's way underrated. And I think strength training in itself is the most underrated yeah. form of exercise there is because it allows you to do so much more. Well, like, and you do like really interesting things, Mike. I, I don't know if Mark quite um, knows exactly what your regimen looks like. It's sort of might resemble aspects of cross training as well like cross it's a cross training it's a cross yeah, training yeah. but it's sort of like crossfit uh, but not really not too much like crossfit it's a mixture of a lot of things though right cuz you even incorporate yoga and yep. like you you incorporate a lot yeah yeah so it's a mixture of everything i've been influenced by right like the strength portion of it the, the cardio portion of it like the different exercises that bring the body together, right? So we're not right. doing a chest exercise. We're doing a full body stabilization and, and creating rigidity through the body, but also through the stretching fluency so we can do things, right? right you know, right. it's not just about being big and strong. And, you know, most of the people aren't these big muscle heads that come to the gym, but guess what? They feel a lot better, right. you know? So like we talk about, you're building people, 
Yes. Right? Yeah. You're a person builder, dude, which is amazing, right? Like you build confidence. So you struggled with your own. Yep. You figured yourself out. What was that moment when you were 26? Oh, I had a, a son, Benjamin, on the way. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, it was a lot earlier than we thought, but he, he's there, and, and, and he came, and, and you, know, it, you know, it was beautiful. Magical. Magical, and, and now he's 15 years old and, and went to a dance last night. I showed him how to shave last night for the first time. No shit, really? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. He didn't think he needed to, but he looked better. He I didn't... think your kids were at the same dance last night. Oh, that's right. BVT. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Ben's got a girlfriend. All right, good. Is her, <laughs> name, is her name Emma? That's my kid. No, nah, Annabella. <laughs> Annabella. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was years knowing that, that I wanted to do something with the gym. I wanted to do some portion of it. And there would be nights, and I'd literally be like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And it would be haunting me, and... I mean, I remember being with my ex-wife coming home from a party and we had been drinking. And I just started fucking crying out of nowhere. Mm. I didn't know yeah. what. And, you know, she basically told me, well, you got to figure this shit out. You know, like, I don't remember the exact conversation. And it wasn't a brutal conversation, but right. it was just an honest conversation. Yeah. And luckily for for me, and and as I'm starting this, we also go through a divorce. But But her father still let me use their backyard in the shack mm-hmm. to start athletic strength training so how big was this shack it was under 400 square feet it had a wood burning stove um so even like the first summer i had six high school football players from nipmuc actually because one of my old coaches yeah. uh phil shulaski was the head coach there and he sent yeah kids. i remember like printing out all these <laughs> like uh wave uh, flyers and stuff and yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, bring yeah, them yeah. around like none of that shit worked it's about who you know and 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 and, and, who and, refers and yeah, you. and he knows he knew my football career. So I started with six football players. Next uh, summer it was like eight. So I was still doing fidelity for a few years. Yeah, while I was starting it, and um, you know, in the wintertime, it was tight in there. But I'd had groups of eight in in that uh, as wow. well. So I'd have like. Say these are football players, right? They want to like if we're doing a heavy upper body day. One, four of them are doing bench press. Four of them doing overhead press. If we're doing leg day, four are doing squat. Four are doing deadlift. Then we meet in the middle, and made it work. And yeah. I even remember this is at the place in Ashland a few years ago, and one of the kids from the maybe the second or third summer. I'm like, what do you think, dude? And because it's a 2,100 square feet, yeah. I got turf and rubber and all these weights. And he goes, this is cool, but. Oh man, I really like the shack, you know, like have that old school feel and then yeah. we just did it and I've evolved so much <laughs> from you know, when I started, you know. The shack reminds me uh, and I've never been to it, but it sounds like and what was the Rocky movie where he's training in Russia? Oh yeah. And he's got like the logs on yeah. his back and he's in No, like that that's what Mike yeah. does. He makes you like um walk with the sandbags, yeah, like yeah. holding up the big had... fucking heavy sandbags while you walk around the building, yeah. like tires and tires. You know, yeah, we had all that kind of stuff and like rope pulls with the sled and, and, and similar stuff like that. So it's a mixture of all different things, which for me and a lot of my peers, it's just like it's been normal for decades, that kind right, of training. Right, and now right. I like to think CrossFit kind of helped bring some of that stuff out into the popular definitely uh, section, you know, whatever, mainstream, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. But like for us, like, you know, it's like we've been doing that since been doing that. You know? Okay, so how would you differentiate, if you could, mm-hmm. between your workout versus CrossFit? Right. So I personally, like, I think I've done one CrossFit workout. What I, and this is just me kind of like from the outside looking in, um, I would say my workouts are more intentional, less time-based, less lot of reps for a million, you know, you know, I could be getting this wrong. Some CrossFit people are going to yell at me, but whatever. That's okay. It is what it is. It's just, it's a, it's a perspective. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, um, and, and, and like CrossFit's got a lot of heat for many years and I know many of them have improved, but like I've got many people in there that (laughs) were in CrossFit and recovered from injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, it's like, you know, it's more of a young person's one. And and there are good ones for sure. And you can do it right. But I think like it's intensity and and competition over like, you know, thinking long term sometimes with that stuff. So you're a little more intentional. Yeah. A little more like easy in terms of like – 
not necessarily expecting X number of reps within a certain period of time. Right, right. To an extent. Yeah, what I still always appreciated it, was that like we would be able to push ourselves to the extent that we could. Yes, and I think that's right? huge because how you start is so important and there's got to be some form of progression, right? And right. it's like you can call it taking it easy in the beginning but like you know the most important thing is starting a habit and sticking with it so right. if you're white knuckling on some exercise you're barely holding on for it, a lot of you, you know you're either going to hate it and quit or you're going to get hurt right you, you right. know um and and you know it, it, for me it's finding that fine line like when letting someone know when to go up yeah. right or say yeah. No, no, it's fucking fine to not yeah. <laughs> add weight this week, yeah. right? Right, or, right? Or take a rest. Yeah. Like, right. Like when we do these big heavy days, right? And and Christine's done them. All the women end up loving that trap bar deadlift. And, and they, I loved Whitney Wednesday. And Whitney, that was the deadlift oh, day. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Damn. Right. Like and, you'd walk in and Mike would have the Whitney Houston. I'd be fucking singing at the top of my lungs. And wait, we'd yeah. be like you would have Whitney people. Houston playing? Yes, doing Whitney and, Wednesdays yep. as we do deadlifts. Yep. Wait, was you know? that just for you? No, 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 no. It was a thing. Like yeah. whether you were a high school athlete or yep. one of his early morning clients, like how every you come day. Up with Whitney Wednesdays. How, how can you not? Yeah, Whitney I mean, Wednesdays. It's perfect. I got to give my, my credit to my buddy Jeremy once he came in singing "I Want to Dance with Somebody," and and you know, it was only a few different songs. Like "I Want to Dance with Somebody," uh, "How Will I Know?" Um, oh my god! I mean, uh, like a higher love, and yes, you know, it was like three or four songs, so and then usually at the end I put on Gloria Estefan to finish it off yes. with. Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and then that was it. And then we moved on to the other stuff. But, um, you know, it, people loved it. Yeah. You know? Pesh, what, what would you say to people who think they need to be in shape in order to join your, oh, your club? Oh, man. That's this a, fucking. Yeah. Can you talk about some of your highlight clients who maybe, you yeah. know, would be poster children for that? Like, you have an unbelievable. Um, quote unquote veteran member who's been yeah. seeing you for years who like literally is in better shape than her daughter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, um, which one are you talking about? I got five like that. Uh, which one? The older lady. I don't remember her name. Are you talking about Disco? Disco. Disco. Yeah. So Disco Dawn, that's uh, my one of my best friends from high school's mom. And she actually had um, uh, at her husband's wake came up to me. And I was like, Mike, I need like a month or two, but I want to start working out. And, you know. She lifts weights like yeah. crazy. She's super strong. She, Jeez. I mean, her, like her whole, like I, my Instagram, there's her before and after somewhere. Maybe I'll repost it again so yes. people can see. But she didn't lose a pound, but she lost so many inches, mm. so many inches through like strength Just training. And one of the things she said when she, like, she told me after and, and she walked into the building and, and she was like to herself, she goes, how am I going to get my heart rate up in this place? There's no like ellipticals or treadmills mm -hmm. or anything like that. Hey, I'll show you how to get your heart rate. Yeah. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> and then she, uh, she learned quick. And one of the other yeah. things she also told me, goes, Anytime I went to a gym, I would just be looking at the clock. It was like me in high school classrooms, yeah. looking at the clock. When yeah. is this over? Like, yeah. I, I don't enjoy it. And now, like, she's actually moved down to Florida. She retired and moved to Florida. Did she really? Yeah, and did she, she still, see you virtually? She's still working with me online. That's awesome. And, um, Disco Dawn. Yeah. She was amazing. She was an inspiration. She was, and she was tough. And, and, and she's deadlift over 200 pounds on the trap bar deadlift. She was telling she's me this one time where she was at Price Chopper, and the guy was like, you want, to, you want me to help you? bring your groceries to the, to the uh, car and that was a mistake she was like excuse me <laughs> i can I'll handle these bring yeah, you to that. yeah 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 so <laughs> i mean you over my shoulder and bring you to the car <laughs> exactly and she could and and she's another one that realized it's way more than working out it's way more than just what you look like right yeah. and that's a benefit and that's a good thing and we should be proud of how we look like and, and be able to care ourselves the proper way Absolutely. you know but you know just it, it it changed her in a lot of ways and and um especially getting through her husband's death you yeah, know and i and, and like the stress relief and, and all that is it, another thing that's so underrated about 
yes. you know, strength training and getting that stuff dude. out. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just like you got to drain that battery a little bit. You know, yeah. you don't have to, you know, empty it every time. And I think that's a mistake people made, myself included, back in the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, and you can take training any way you want. It's you. It's up to you. Whatever right. you want out of it. It's you what know. you put into it. Yeah, yeah, it's what you put into it. But if you yeah. want to be the big bodybuilder, if you want to be the best crossfitter, yeah. whatever you want to do, you do. You know what I Absolutely. mean? And, and But for me, it's like I want to be able to do stuff outside of the gym even more than I want to do in the gym. Like we, me and my sons took up skateboarding over quarantine, you know, yeah. and I never been one. I was 30 years old and, you know, like and that was even out of my – like I'm showing up at this – uh, skate park in Cambridge vans had something to do with it. It's huge. We go there one day and there's like all these, like I was nervous, you know, not like I'm worried <laughs> yeah. about like them beating me up. I'm like, holy cow, look, I can't believe what these kids are doing. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then you're doing it. And then, well, not quite that. I don't really leave the ground on purpose <laughs> too much. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I don't fall too much anymore, but the first year or two, I fell a few times. Um, but you know, and then the one in Framingham is more my like local one. And yeah. like, I get like kind of buddies that are like high school kids to, uh, one kid that was a year below me in Hopkinton. I didn't realize it till like a month after we started skating together. So we got like an old group. That's and, so like, crazy. And it's like everybody kind of supports and like even the high school kids are like, you know, giving us older guys shout outs for improving and stuff. So That's I awesome. think. I think to be able to have stuff like that in our lives is huge. And this is actually something I was thinking about. I, I, I want to make a post on because we watched that movie Air about the Michael Jordan sneakers, yeah, right? Yeah. So the uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, their character, like Phil Knight, and I think Sonny's the guy that like made all the moves to uh, sign Michael Jordan. So they're in their office looking down. And uh, the guy that designed... The Jordans is down there with a the skateboard, and Ben Affleck's character is like, "What is he? What is he doing? What is he going through? Midlife crisis? He's got a skateboard down there, and he's like, perhaps we're a publicly traded company, you know this and that." But it's like, all right, but that's also the motherfucker that came up with the design for the Jordan. Yeah. Eventually made the design for the symbol when he's dunking the basketball. Oh, so really? there wow. might be something there, to. Yeah having stuff like that so not to mention i had to exp explain to ben and joey what a midlife crisis was so <laughs> it's like yeah i haven't been like crisis i'm not talking about financially you know don't yeah. buy something that's no that's just stupid like i don't I would, maybe not stupid but you know do something to make yourself feel young and it's in skateboarding certainly isn't for everybody trust right, me i don't right. think that i'm not trying to promote skateboarding to everybody but you know having something that's creative and, and i'm i'm learning my body and different and, and going through different angles and all that stuff is, and it, it's like, just like anything, like, look how unpopular skiing is and, and snowboarding and surfing and people gravitate to that. Right. Right. Whatever that feel is. And, and, you know, something I never in my life thought <laughs> I would do. Mike, I know you're a committed father yeah. and that you have two boys. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, the advice that you would give to them and to their friends. Right, yeah. as you think about them growing up in this crazy world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess first and foremost, making them realize all the nonsense with social media and comparison. You know, as they say, comparison's a thief to joy, and they have nothing but comparison. And, and I've never heard that before. That's yeah, brilliant. I yeah. love that. I got that from one of my mentors, and I don't know where he got it from. But anyways, yeah. Comparison he, is the thief to joy. Thief of joy. Thief yeah. of joy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's so true because huh. you know. I mean, that when all I cared about was being big as possible, and I thought that that was what gave me a good life, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That was me comparing to other people, you know? Right. So I would talk about that, and I do talk about that, but, like, you know, be you. Like, don't care if you're going to seem corny or nerdy or, or whatever. Just be who you are, and the right people will fall into your life. Are, are your kids more vocal than you were at that age? I remember you saying – yeah. You introverted, right? You didn't it didn't even come out of your mouth because you didn't want to sound, yeah. I don't know, dis, you, disconnected, right? Yeah. Well, Ben, my oldest, is almost looks identically like me and is exactly like I was. Okay, back then, like, and Joey's quiet too, but he's more outgoing and definitely more of a risk taker. For Do sure. you knowing knowing how you were feeling at that age and that your doppelgangers are are the same? Do you pay closer attention to their development in terms of are they outwardly bound are they ultra are they too introverted like do you monitor that do you talk to them about that yeah i do talk to them about that and i know i can do better with it too 
Um, and and it's something that is on my mind constantly yeah. too because I don't want them missing out what I missed out back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, but like as I said before, this is all my story. So it's like, how can I really put down on that and and, right, and all right. that? But at the same time. I just want them to, you know, give it their fucking all. Like, you know, try and, and do your best and, you know, like. You talk about effort. So yeah. when, when we talked earlier, um, you mentioned, and I want you to say it, uh, but how do you talk to your kids about effort? I mean, I just want them to, like, look, you know, I don't always see it on the sports field with them, and it gets very frustrating. So I just try to not be yelling at them or anything like that and just, you know, tell them about me at that age for sure. And, and, you know, uh, it took me good youth sports. I could have gave more effort. High school sports, I was good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I I tell them, like, look, man, I missed out on stuff because of that. And and part of it was me not trusting me. And, like, take Mm -hmm. a shot, dude. Like, Like, my oldest son, Ben, plays lacrosse and Dude, just, just if you fuck up, who cares? Yeah. Just go. Yeah, Coaches want to see you trying. No you know, one's good. Go no it. one really remembers the fuck ups. Yeah. I mean, for a second, right? right. And then move on, yeah. right? Let it go. Depending on how big the game was, too. Yeah. But for yeah. the most part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The state championship game, someone's fuck up might, you know, last yeah. a little. But right, then again, right. it's like you know, it is what it is. I really don't think about my uh, my sports career too much. You know, the games in particular. I'm more focused on like the present and, and, and the future. But all those games and and, and practices and, and summer camp and football when you're like debating with you want to do this shit anymore was all what another part of what made me who I am and taught me so many lessons yeah. and, and resiliency and, and not giving up and, and, and all that stuff. So have you heard the uh, the Mike Tyson definition of discipline? I don't know. My baby has. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add lib a little bit. But Mike Tyson defines discipline as doing something you hate every day but enjoying it. Ah, uh, yes, I think I've heard that. Yes. Yeah, so true. Yeah, and, it's and, like doing something you hate every day, but it's like, but you have to enjoy it. Like that is fucking discipline. Like, yeah. like I run. You work out. You're working. We're my raising yoga. kids. Yeah. Your your yoga. Like I know at the end of the day, it's good for me, right? right. And it's part of my long. You have to do it. And it's right? my longevity plan, right? It's how yeah. I'm going to live to 95. It but is, it's not always fun in the moment. Right. Sucks most of the time in the moment, right? And you, yeah. and you find until you're done, and then you're like adrenaline yeah. rush. Hello. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. I can't tell you how many times I was like, I fucking hate you, Pesh. <laughs> oh yeah. God it's damn ter- you, Pesh. Terms of endearment, in my all ass, fucking yeah, day, Pesh. For sure. I mean, even for you me, know? like I, I, more of the reason why I still do it is not because I. 100% enjoy the workout, but I know what it gives me and I know yeah. what, you know, makes me feel. Because I've gone through slumps myself and, like, having weak legs for me is just one of the most depressing things in the oh, world. Oh, yeah, your legs are scrawny, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying they're weak now, but they've been, like, you know, like the pop. If you don't have the pop, like, if I can't, like, get a little pop out of my seat, I don't yeah. like that feeling. You okay. know what huh. I mean? It's kind of like, like me getting up from a couch. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't ha- I don't have to pop anymore to get up. I literally have to push myself up <laughs> off the couch. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And it's so, like, Pe- Pesh, um, I-, I wanted to ask this again, and I'm not sure if I heard it. Um, go ahead. Uh, two, so, two things. One is, what do you say to people who. I need to be oh, in yes. shape. I need to be in shape in order to work out. So, when I CrossFitted, right? I needed. I felt like I needed to work out even before I walked into a CrossFit gym, right. which was kind of bullshit, right? right? It's kind of in my in my own head. Yeah, you, mu- dude. What do you say? Be like, this, this is my job. This is my job to train you up. Right? right. Come with whatever you got. Right. I will make it better. Is that is that your mo? Yeah, and I think in my particular situation, like when I was in Ashland at the bigger place, I maxed it at 10 people. It never really was 10 people. And in and, and Hopkins right now, I maxed it at six. So mm-hmm. I can have control. It's not like you're going into a big boot camp and lost in the mix. Right, where there are like 25 people right. in CrossFit. And not to mention, it's like, all right, so you're going to get in shape, and, and what are you doing? Like, what are you going to do? Are you, mm-hmm. you going to go and get yourself hurt? Are you going to like, like, how long is this going to be till you feel you're ready for my workouts. Right. And anybody right. that's come to my gym knows how I handle people coming in. You're like a meet you where, like exactly. I'll meet you where you are. Yeah. Right? That's 100% what oh, it that's is. that's interesting. A meet you where you are. Yeah. And do you, do you consult with 
first time it's like all right oh yeah wh- yes what do you want to get like what hurts what injuries do you yeah. have yes. what do you want to get out of this everybody does a free one-on-one session with me before before commitments made on either i'll end. be there tomorrow all right yeah. I, I won't but maybe uh monday tuesday <laughs> all right <excellent. laughs> and have, have we promoted yet talk to dude url the gym go uh, all right so at, just athletic strength training.com athletic strength training on instagram i got a facebook one too but most of the stuff just athletic strength training on instagram and sometimes i'll get the post from instagram on facebook that's awesome um yeah it's something that you know my consistency needs a little improvement i used to do it every day and uh i'm working on getting more stuff but there's a lot of shit to go back and look at you yeah. know and, and i like doing you know, kind of a, I don't really call it Mindset Monday anymore, no, but just kind of. you do great little video, like yeah. your video posts are always inspiring and awesome. Thank you. And it's all, you know, it's me talking to myself too. You yeah. know, it's not like yeah. I have this shit 100% figured out. And I think that's one thing that helped me kind of get to the next level personally, right? So that's the, I mean, after starting the gym, I started progressing as you know, being able to talk to people, feel a little more confident, but it really didn't change till 2018 when I did a, uh, I went to a weekend with this guy, Jay Ferrugia, who was one another guy I've been reading his blog since 05 or something. So yeah. he, had a, he had a weekend where, you know, it was like all, all guys, you, you meet up and, you know, I, I'm to myself, I'm all right, we're going to talk about business, get our business better. It was so much fucking more than that. Like the first thing we did, we went to the beach and did a workout. Everybody had to go up and do a warm-up exercise, and most of us didn't know each other yet. Mm-hmm. And we did this workout, and then we sat in a circle and basically talked about why we were there. And, wow. You know, and it got deeper than just business. Mm-hmm. And and to to see these people, like some of these places, like the people that were there have these huge gyms, super successful, different fucking – uh, industries and I'm like, oh shit, I'm not the only one struggling with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I kind of like led forward with that group, as far as like being the first to offer stuff, and and then have one of the guys I looked up to and learned from from so many years, um, you know, talk to me and, and say he can relate to me and and become a friend. And I'm actually going to a weekend this coming weekend in Miami, which I haven't in a while. Nice with the same group and, and just to reconnect. I love Miami. Yeah, and it it was a. A great thing, and and it really changed how I felt about myself That's and awesome. how I portrayed myself, and, and you know how I communicated and, and keeping promises of myself. And You're very you know. introspective, dude. Yeah. You're extremely introspective, like self aware. Not everyone is self aware. Yeah, right? no, it's like, so true. And. Yeah, that's another like thread about you is your desire to be better, to overcome, to be introspective, to grow, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Growing is important at at any age. I think once you stop growing, you stop dying, you start dying, oh, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Look at how many people retire, get sick and and, and die, you know. Yeah. It's like I want to have something. I don't know if I'll be skateboarding at 80, but like have something. I fucking hope so. Man. <laughs> yeah, if true. anybody should be Some of those old schoolers now that like it's funny cuz I watch YouTube videos. I know a little bit about skateboarding now yeah. and like you know, these guys like Tony Alva, who was like in the Lords of Dogtown movies, like 70 years old or six year old, jumping still, over fences still and going crazy. to people's pools and, and stuff like that. I saw that movie. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I want to be doing something. And, you know, also, you know, like with the introspective stuff, like also, especially for men, like having a place where you can talk about shit and, and not think you're a pussy for having feelings or crying or 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 whatever because you know that was the old mo you know do you get a lot of do you you get really friendly with your personal trainer right absolutely because you because you're in a headspace and dude sometimes when you're working out it's, it's they're seeing you at the most vulnerable like it's emotional fucking doing hard shit Yeah. yeah and like you're you're struggling and you have this coach who's like Yelling at you, but inspiring you, yeah. right? Yeah. To like believes in you, yeah, right. And at that moment, you need to be believed in. And then once you do it, it's fucking joyous. And you feel right? like you've got the biggest cheerleader in the world, Mike. Yeah. You've been amazing. Thank you. I mean, I think, I think what's brought me the most success is the community and just being fortunate yes. to get the people in that I I have. But also like going back to being someone in high school that 
should have been a stud with all the girls, right? Like, you know, probably should have had that, but I didn't. Well, dude, now you do. Fernanda is yeah, fucking beautiful, beautiful and know. awesome yes. and just like a spitfire of yeah. a person. But it's like I, I – but to my my point with that was just like I, I know how to relate to so many different people, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I, I enjoy working with those – High school kids that barely even play sports that just feel awkward. Because believe it or not, to them, I fucking did too. Yeah, you know, I felt yeah. socially awkward and, and, I, and all that. I think that. that's. I think as we talked about it, man, especially with the socially awkward kids, it's like. But it takes a mountain to get the socially awkward kid even into the gym, yes. right? Yes. Like that is a huge hurdle. Yeah. Um, but. I'm getting goosebumps. You're like building their confidence as well. Yeah, I yeah, love that absolutely. shit. You know, and even like, you know, like uh, with the woman, like showing them like strength's a beautiful thing. You're not going to look like a man. One of the silliest myths I've ever, that's around. Like you, unless you start taking some extra hormone or whatever, you're yeah. not going to look like a man. And, and, right, right. And not to mention how fucking hard it is for a guy to put on muscle. That's why like yeah. a lot of them aren't and a lot of them are taking shit too that's why it gets so easy like a lot of people take the easy way out not that you still don't have to work to get it but like you know like even someone with christine when and she started getting up on the weights and not thinking she could do it and then i like because i know you know when people can do it i got close to 300 pounds man fucking killing it yeah yeah Yeah. back in the day man it was pulling the sled and you know wait deadlift 300 pounds yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. And I was pulling serious weight on that sled. Yeah. That was like the most empowering thing. Yeah. Jump, back, jump back in. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, I know. We got to go. We got to go. We're like, wait, so we could wait. talk to you forever. I guess you talking to. Wait. Uh, talk to us about. Oh, yeah. So uh, today my wife, Fernanda, couldn't make it, but she brought some cupcakes. So she's been doing cupcakes on, on, oh, on the so side. Yummy. Oh yeah, Cup- Fernanda. Thank you. Oh yeah. Does she have a uh, a website? Yeah, she's Cupcake Art Boston. She's got an Instagram right now. I don't think a website at the moment, but she got Cupcake Art Boston on Instagram on Insta, Insta. and they are friggin' delicious. Yes, yes, they've been. The frosting is unbelievable. <laughs> she, thank yeah. you, Fernanda. Yeah, she's almost getting too many orders, you know. But there she knows go. when to, you know, say no. If she has to, you there know. You nice. go. But yeah, she's super talented. She can cook. I thought I was a good cook when I met her, but man, I, I'm in the backseat to her, and the mixture of like she's born and raised in Mexico, and and the mixture of the Mexican food, the American food. Nice. Spent oh. time in Italy, learning how to cook in Italy, and nice. you know it, it's uh you know she keeps me fed well. That's awesome. Thank All right, you yo. for joining us, Mike. Absolutely. I want to say thank you to the Viking, right. <laughs> Mr. Michael Pesh, says Pesh, says Pesh. says the self-proclaimed Viking Dude, himself. He's, he's the actual Viking. He's, <laughs> he's ginormous. Um, the first Polish Viking. Yes, Polish Viking. Dude, I'm a Swiss Viking. Swiss Viking. Yeah, there you go. Polish you know, whatever, Viking. whatever. Yeah, it's all good. So, uh, Pesh, thank you, dude. Thank you. Uh, this was great. great seeing you, bro. Like you great talking to you. Love your story. Uh, I thank love you. what you're doing for the community. For being a people builder, a self-confidence builder, it's more than just lifting heavy things up and putting yes. them down, right? Yes. It's about 100%. building confidence. So with that, we're going to wrap it, right? Thank you for joining us for the Zero Hour, folks. I'm Christine Chapman, your host. And guess who your co-host is? Mark Fierce. Peace, y'all. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome.